I, I, I heard that little speech yesterday. What'd you think? Uh, I think she was trying to say what's been said for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That we still have a chance in America is what, what she was saying. But so many people have fought for what she was talking about, you know? Yeah. Not just King, not just Rosa Parker. Everybody has been fighting for that, you know? I just think the question becomes, where do you, how do you get there? You know, how, how do you get to a point where people give up and sacrifice their privilege for, for the betterment of the country? Mm-hmm. I don't know if people do. I don't, you know, I... We saw what happened at the Capitol building. I, I feel like those people were fighting for their privilege. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they were willing to go down to the Capitol building and wreck it to keep their privilege. Right. And, you know, it's deep rooted, man. You know, you can't you can't take a class or read a book and, and feel like you understand race. Right. It, it goes beyond that. And, you know, they, they, people say all the time about if you could walk a mile in my shoes, you'd go crazy, too. Mm-hmm. And that's where minorities are, is the only thing that they can do is fight and protest and try to – this is open run, right? Absolutely it is. <laughs> um, you know, like my mother's always told me that before you judge somebody, walk in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, because you don't know, like, you don't know how it is for me uh, as an African-American. Surely I had a little privileged basketball career, which kind of doesn't doesn't make it any different. But any difference, but the difference is, is that I had a professional career. So I'm, I'm... I'm going to be treated a little bit different, maybe a little bit better, but the fact remains the same, man, that, you know, equality and and and, and race and all that stuff, man, is a problem. It has been for a long time, man, and I just think that we're in the what, – what she was saying is that it's just broken, and it can – and she feels like it can still be fixed. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll go to my grave feeling like that maybe, and I, I, I'm not going to sit here and be so naive where I don't think that there's progress been made because I think there has been progress made, but not not nearly enough right. is what I would say. I mean, it, it's just a uh, it's a tough pill to swallow, man. It, it, when you think about it, 2021, we're still talking about the same thing. You know, Martin Luther King Day was uh, – two days ago, and this guy lost his life. People have lost their lives. They've uh, been arrested. I mean, just so much has taken place for justice, and there, has been, there hasn't been a lot of justice based on what we saw this summer. Yeah, it's— uh, well, it's fall, summer, summer, fall, whatever you want to call it. Nonstop. I think, like— uh I think a lot of it feels like it should be very basic common sense. It's not. And it's not. <laughs> and so, I, you know, the, the times that I've spent thinking about this, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about this mm-hmm. and why, so it, why it is the way it is. And one of the things that I feel like doesn't enter the conversation enough when people are trying to analyze it or figure it out or how do we, how do we fix these things that seem like there's – it's not even – it's not even coming up with a plan to fix it. It's just don't be a bad person, right? And that seems like a basic thing. But most people, no matter who they are or where they come from, are sort of inherently selfish. They see life through only their lens and their experiences. And they think about themselves and how something is going to impact them. And so to solve this ridiculously absurd but devastating problem, more people – on not on uh, I'm talking about white people heart need to think you know kind of what you're talking about if you could walk a mile through my shoes and those things come through experiences for people and so this is such a, a sprawling uh, cancer if you will that I, I, I you know how do we fix it's like 
I don't know. It seems so basic to me, but why are there so many people that would no, it, storm it, a capital like you're talking right. about? Like, I, how I, do you get there? I, 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 I don't think it's basic, though. I, I think it's a little broader than basic. And I understand what you're saying when you say it should be a simple fix, but it's been going on for so long. We're it's talking, yeah, we're talking, you know, 1800s. Yeah. And, you know, and before and. Right. Yeah. So we, we, we don't really know how long it's been going on. We just know it's been too long. And if it was basic, in my opinion, and I, I, I totally respect and understand where, where you're coming from. If it was basic, then there would have been stitches put in it and there would never be a leak mm-hmm. from the stitches being put in. Um, where I, I'm I'm confused is that and I think I said it before to you, why is it so hard if it's so fixable? You know, why Why is privilege, would you give up your privilege? Um, you don't have to. And I'm not telling you to give it up. Right. I'm just saying I, people let, let are me not going to give up their privilege skin just to make a bu- other people happy. Yeah, no, no, no. I want I want to comment yeah. on that because, and that's kind of where what I'm talking about, where I talk about selfishness. This is really ultimately about selfish behavior. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you ask a question, would you give up your privilege? The first thing that pops into someone's mind is, wait, what am I giving up here? And so that's you know, like, like if you, you know, we have a tendency because we work in sports to use sports metaphors, mm-hmm. right? Nothing wrong and, with it. And so it's the whole idea of, hey, man, I need you to give your minutes to that guy over there. And so it's, you start going to your selfish place of, well, hold on a second. These are my, you know, hold on. And so what's happened is, is people have, we don't spend enough time looking at the psychology of this. We do, it's easy, or not easy, it's more apparent to see the psychology of the damage that is done to the African-American community because it's just so present when you talk about what is happening in those communities uh, talking about the wealth gap, talk, et cetera, et cetera, Ed, uh, in, in access to education, on and on. Like, we can see those as tangible things. So how do you get people that have something to be willing to give it up? And I believe that that has to happen through they need to get in touch with their spirituality, number one, because there's a lot of people that lie to themselves about their religious structures. They like to present themselves as a type of person, but their actions aren't really supporting that. Mm-hmm. And then number two, this concept, I can't tell you, Harp, how many people, white people I know, that are quote-unquote offended by the term white privilege. And then you go, okay, now how do you get there? How do you get to a point where you're unwilling to talk about something that is obvious and apparent? And what happens is is there's the selfish component of, well, I work hard, and, and that's not what it's about. It's never about how hard you work. And people start conflating it with things that it, that it isn't. And that is a convenient thing to do to not have to make sacrifice. Right. It is convenient to start changing the terms and make it about something that it's not so you don't have to give up what you think is yours. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a, a real problem. Uh, you're friends with uh, Ron Kirk. Yeah. We we both My really God. admire Ron Kirk, who is mayor of this city. And so is, he look, I look like him. I, I don't <laughs> he, agree, yeah, but. You look like his younger brother, Hart. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, I'm I'm lucky to know him, and I was having a conversation with him about things that are going on, and we were mm-hmm. talking about could you help businesses, could you help education, et cetera, et cetera. And he said something to me that just stayed with me, and I think about it all the time. It's so so profound. He was talking about uh, you know community activist. People that are in their community that are come from these tough communities and they're trying to do something. And then over here you have city leaders, right? They're usually civic leaders, usually rich guys that own a bunch of companies and real right. estate. And they went to SMU or whatever. And he was like, you know, they come from such different backgrounds, mm-hmm. educationally speaking, that they can't even sit down at the table and use the same terms the same way. And so we have this horrible breakdown in communication that I believe people that come from a place of comfort and privilege, they're fine with that. They're fine with that breakdown in communication. They're fine with arguing over what privilege means or what systemic racism means because it's to their advantage to to make it adversarial. 
right? This thing is adversarial, right? And it's it's th- those are at the cores of the problems. And so when someone says, "Well, how do we fix this?" It's a basic thing. It should be fixed. You should be a good person. You know what I start going to is all right. What changes people? And what changes people are experiences. They have to have something because most people are so selfish. They have to and see the world through their eyes and their eyes only. They have to have an experience that shakes them up right. or makes them see something different than what their experience is and what they believe. Mm-hmm. And th- and we are so segregated, Harp. We're segregated racially, ideologically, religiously, economically, uh, educationally. And you see it. Like if you look at an electoral map, an electoral map has a group of people that think one way and they're all just their community. And when you look at where the other side is, it's these dense populations where you have Arabs and whites and blacks and right. Indians and people that have to interact with one another. We're right. so still so segregated. Yeah. And and we have no shared experiences. And so it becomes adversarial. And right. that is the core of the I believe that is the core of what should be a solvable problem. Right. And and so anyway, it, 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 again, it sounds all of that sounds and makes a lot of sense. Getting there is the challenge. Agreed. Though. I mean, we, we can sit here and have a podcast on on race, equality, all of this stuff. We can have we can have segments every single day about it. It, it, the the speech yesterday was profound. It made a lot of sense, and what it what it what it what resonated with me was the young lady, twenty two years old, hasn't given up. Yeah, but there have been a million, a million of her, right? People that have fought for equality and equal rights and things of that nature. A million again, people have lost their lives mm-hmm. trying to get to the point where. White people give up their privilege mm-hmm. for the betterment of this country, mm-hmm. and it, nothing has changed here. Right, and there's there, surely if you want to call hiring a black coach in the NFL progress, okay, we've made some progress. How many teams are there in the NBA in the NFL? Right, 30, 32, 30, Executive jobs. How many black people hold those positions? Right, you know, not that, that that's the question. Right, and that proves. Where we where we are, where we've come from, how far we've come, it, it's just I I, I don't know. I, I mean, we can we can talk, and and one it's one thing to talk. You know, I can sit here and say I can still play in the NBA, right? <laughs> and then reality sets in, and I go out there and I try to do it, and I can't do it. So we can sit here and, and say everything that we're saying that that people are naive, people are selfish by nature, all of that is true. Okay. And I respect that. But the next step is change. Mm-hmm. It still comes back to how we're going to make change. How are we going to make change? Uh, I mean, when that's, you— Yeah, that's the, that's the difficult well, that's thing the to reality. articulate. Right. That's, that's the reality. You know, when, when you know, you're, you're, my daughter goes to, to interview for a job, right off the bat, she has being black against her. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And female. And she's a female. Yeah. Right off the bat. Right. It's a setback for African American people. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. So, you know, we and, and you gotta talk about it. it. It's healthy to have these debates and the, not debates, but these discussions about it. But you know, <laughs> I keep thinking about the Capitol building, mm-hmm. that situation. Right. Those people were fighting because they felt privileged. They, yeah. they, they went to wreck the Capitol building because they felt privileged to go do that. It is their birthright to believe what they want to believe and have no one stand in their way. I mean, go figure. And I'm right. supposed to believe that I'm not good enough to, to hold a, a, a GM position in the NBA mm-hmm. or I'm not good enough or smart enough to be a professional basketball coach, an executive, whatever it is that I want to do. I feel like I'm qualified to do it. Right. And, and and for it to just be numb and shut down without any explanation other than 
<laughs> we're going in a different direction, to me, is asinine, man. I, I think it's it's ludicrous to me. It, it really is. It is. But you know where I think— Skin, and I, I, I don't know how—see, we, we're talking. We're, we're discussing this, right? Right. But there still has to be some action. I mean, pe- people have to make change. I I just don't think it's ever going to change. And I, that, that that's being very shallow on my part, but I don't see change happening. You can't read a quote from Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Rosa Parks and think you, you, you're not racist anymore. Right. It doesn't work that way. You can't right. go take a class in history and think, oh, I'm not racist anymore. It doesn't work like that, right. man. It's deep-rooted. It's deeper than that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you know, until people, like you said earlier, genuinely want to change, nothing's going to change. We're gonna, this world is going to end, and it's going to be – it feels like to me, uh, as a black man, that we've gone backwards. We've hit the rewind button when it comes to race. That's just the way I feel. I mean, it's just separated. And, you know, you, you – it, it, <laughs> Man, it, it, it is it's sad. It's terrible. But, yeah, but it's here, sad. Here, here's where I would see, you know, the, the original thing that got us talking about this was her speech yesterday. Yeah. She has hope. She has. And that's the thing is like not only does she have hope, there wasn't one little tiny bit of anger or bitterness there when she has every right for both of those emotions to be prevalent. And I'm and I'm, I'm I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. And, I, uh, you know, over the course of the last 12 hours, and I'm like. God, that is, you know, because I think about my own personality. I mean, I'd be angry. You know, I'd, I'd want to fight. I, I, I don't know that I could just, you know, I, I look at how I've interacted in certain situations. I don't know that I could just be so hopeful. And maybe it's youth. I, I don't know. But I think that's why so many people are talking about that today is because we have been inundated with anger and negativity and adversarial behavior over the course, and it's been amplified over the course of the last four years uh, for obvious reasons, because our politics have taken that. Our, our politics is, is about hate and division, and it's amplified it. And, you know, what happened— A lot of people have eaten that opportunity up, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, have, the people, people on have January 6th. Kool-Aid. Yes. A lot of people have, have just eaten up. The, the the division in our country and use it to their strength, to their advantage. Yes. Plain and simple, man. It, and it's it's easy for the pow- people that hold power to do that. And they and they, they thrive off of that. And so So you think our country can still come together? Not to interrupt what you're no, talking about. No, no, no. Um I I think it's gonna be very difficult, but I'm uh I, I see areas where it can get better. Uh, and as it gets better, then hopefully it gets to where it's supposed to be. The the things that are different from 20 years ago is the the tremendous wealth that certain African Americans have that they can hopefully because the other the other aspect of this and people will use this to their advantage is well we're a capitalist society and it's uh you know it's equal playing field when we know it's not and it's competition and all those things so in order for within our structure and how it works in order for there to be progress then people of color or people of different backgrounds other than white have to get the capital so I'm not sitting here saying, hey, it's up to you, LeBron. It's up to you, Oprah. It's up to you, Shaq. I'm not saying that, but in some ways, those people that have that are going to have to reinvest in the community to bring people with them, and then there's a ripple effect. We we yeah. started to have that uh, in the early 1900s, uh, <laughs> and Jim Crow South systematically broke that down and took it away. We, right. we know that. Um, and so we're in a different age in terms of uh, media exposure, what electronic media can do, the ability to document things. I'll give yeah. you an example, Harp. When I was in high school, uh, the NWA record came out, right? Right. F the police and all that. And Straight so from the underground. Right. So you're listening, you know, you're in your room or whatever, and you're listening to this music, all right, and they're painting this picture. Well, that's a song. Well, then a couple years later, everyone in the world sees the Rodney King video, okay? So it, that's different than listening to a song. That's something that you're watching. You're going, well, I'll be damned. And so my point being is that 
it's not where it should be. It's a million miles from where it should be, but there are mechanisms in place that can further document our behaviors and show our behaviors to ourselves. And I think that gives us some some basis to go somewhere in a better direction. I think is uh, who would have ever thought, Harp, think about when you got into the league in the mid-'80s. What if I told you, hey, man, Michael Jordan's going to own a team one day? Now, I know, I, I, you, Listen, Skin, that, and, and I, I sh- I'm, I'm going to let you finish your thought. Well, I'm no, sorry. no, no. I, go, go ahead. Go ahead. That, go ahead. You know, for us to celebrate first black president, first female vice president, tells me how far away we are. Right. You know, we're celebrating one black owner in professional sports. Right. You know, Obama was the first black president. That's not equality, man. I agree. That's not what it's about. It's not about a first time. You understand? Mm-hmm. I mean, 1800s, man. This has been going on forever and ever and a day. So we're supposed to get excited because Michael Jordan is an owner in, in professional sports, the only one. There's two president general managers in the NFL. The list goes on and on. That's not that's not progress, man. That's nothing to get excited about. You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. I, I would I would disagree it, that it's not progress, but I would agree that it's not something to get excited about. In other words, so you you, you okay. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying no. hey, we did it. I'm not saying no, that, no. but I'm saying it is Will a, we ever do it? Skin is the question. Will everything will not will this country ever be the the Will everybody ever have the same privilege in this country? That's the question. That That's what we're talking about. I don't think it's going to happen. That's why our... people are marching around saying black lives matter. Mm-hmm. You understand? Absolutely. Because for the longest, black lives haven't mattered right. or didn't seem to matter. And as soon as people start talking about that, there's a faction that's like, well, all lives matter. You know, they're immediately, they're immediately trying <laughs> to take the weight. I agree with that, too. Yeah. I, the lives do matter. However... There, there, there's a black life and a white life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the white life seems to be more privileged than the black life. Mm-hmm. Not seems to be. It is. It well, is, right. fact. Right. So all summer in the NBA, bless their hearts. Bless Malcolm Brogdon and, and, and just Kyrie Irving, Dame Little, all these cats that went out. And stood for something. Bless mm-hmm. their hearts because they're trying. These mm-hmm. are these aren't these aren't adult. These aren't grown 40, 50 year old people. They're fighting for what their ancestors had to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we're fighting for now. Right. As minorities, we we we've heard so many war stories, right? Mm-hmm. About how my grandmother, my great grandmother, all the things that they suffered. So people have just gotten to the point where it's like, damn, enough. Right. Enough. So you see all the marching going on after uh, Floyd's uh, ridiculous death. You see everybody out standing. It's not going on now. Mm -hmm. We sweep it under the rug, man. We just sweep it under. You know, you you, you think you're cleaning up your room and you put everything that was out in the open. Mm -hmm. You just sweep it back under the rug. Oh, and it looks clean. That's where we are right now. It's going to get swept back under the rug, swept back under the rug. And when somebody else dies or get assassinated, basically, Mm -hmm. it's going to come back out again. Mm -hmm. That's not progress. That's like walking to the door and walking back over here. Mm -hmm. That's not progress. It's like, okay, two steps forward, two steps back means you're in the same place, correct? We're in the same place that we were when before Martin Luther King was assassinated, Malcolm X. We're in the same place, man. What What do you think if if you're if uh, some white dudes listening to this? What w- What would you tell him? What, what and uh, hold on, that's that's the way that, I know. That, I, what I'm saying is, what would you recommend that person does if they care? Your average person. Uh, you know, he's he's got a nine to five job, so he's lucky he's employed. He's got a wife. He's got two kids. He's got his first mortgage. He's listening to this. He's like, I, I agree with everything I mean, Harp's saying. What what, listen, what do you man, what is this the person only do? thing you can do is educate yourself for yourself. 
I'll, I, since you asked me a question, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Okay. Where do you think racism comes from? Where um, does it come from? Do, 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 I think if, it's. I did think your it's, son come out of the wound like, hey, that's a black kid. I'm different from him. No. No. He didn't. Right. So what parents and adults teach their kids is where it starts. Right. It's a manipulation. So yeah. there, I say that it's deep rooted, so deep rooted until it may not be salvageable. It might not be. You, we might you, go through this world just like this. Yeah, because it's so deep rooted. You just asked me, what would I tell the average person, mm-hmm. white, white gentleman in this world? Right. To educate yourself. To move past what you were taught. You know, we, we, we always say people need to educate. People need to uneducate themselves <laughs> is what people need to do because you've been educated one way. Right. So uneducate yourself on, on race, black and white, brown and white, whatever you want to call it. Uneducate yourself from what you were taught. And then educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, you got to undereducate what what has taken place and what we perceive is okay, and what we look at as privilege for us. Forget that. Mm-hmm. You need a new education. So okay, you need a new one. I, no, I agree with everything you're saying. And it's like, okay, so how do we get there? Why? Why? How? Do, why do people? engage in re-educating themselves. And that's where I, I keep coming back as I try to figure this stuff out, which, you know, I don't have the brain power to figure this out. But I keep coming back to behavior patterns of all different kinds of people. Skin race is taught, man. I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, it's taught. It's, it, and, but it's taught by our structures. Yeah. It, you know, you, you said, and I, you know, obviously families teach values, but our structures are teaching racism. That's why we get into this conversation of what is, quote unquote, systemic racism. I'll give you an example, real basic one. And, and just so you know, uh, when I went back to college, I studied film, and so we spent a lot of time talking about images and how images are presented. I can remember growing up, all right, turning on the news, and almost every crime story that you saw was a black person committing a crime. Okay? What is <laughs> what, right? What is the effect of that? You are subconsciously teaching people that black people commit crimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's like, okay, so how do we undo that? And when you talk about deep-rooted, that's the essence of deep-rooted. Our structures, think about when we're teaching American history, there should be an entire semester on the ramifications of the Civil War and then subsequently the Jim Crow South. I can Man, remember it would, scare, was, it would scare kids, brother. But it would have, scare but, minorities to death. They'll they'll have. I, I and I, I get where you're coming from and what you're saying. It it's makes gotta all the, yeah, it's got to be truthful. It's got to be real and truthful. It makes all the sense in the world. But you think about a, a, a young six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve year old kid. Mm-hmm. And they see black people being sl- smacked with a with a with a whip. Mm-hmm. That scars kids. Yes, it scars them for a lifetime, man. Right. That's why I say this thing is so deep, man. Until if we don't come together, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough you're, 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 to to raise kids. No, I I agree, but yeah. I'm I'm thinking about what you're saying, and I'm thinking about the images I saw at the ages I saw them at. You know, and I don't want to get into religion, but for Christians, they see Jesus at a very young age on a cross with blood coming out of his hands, right? Yeah, for them to have life. For the, Right. Okay. So I very distinctly remember being, I don't know, 10 or 11 and being in the living room when Roots was on. I, that stayed with me forever. There is a show that is on uh, Netflix that Ava DuVernay, I don't know if you know who she is, she's a great filmmaker, she made this incredible documentary called 13th about, you know, what the 13th Amendment did and how it re-enslaved people and the the false notion of, she's an incredible filmmaker. She made a, 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 a series called When They See Us, and it was about, if you know the story of the Central Park Five in the late right. 80s. Yeah. And so it's it's impossible to watch. It's devastating. Why? Because they were falsely accused. They're, not only were they falsely accused, but it was the torture of children. Right. Okay? And, and harp, dude. 
my son walks in. He's, you know, 12, and he's watching this, and he's like, it is fucking him up. And it's exactly what you're talking about. And so you see that, and you go, okay, son, <laughs> time, time to leave, buddy. I, I can't have you watching this. Right. And I'm sitting there going, that kid that is being tortured in that prison is two years older than my son that can't bear to watch it. Right. That's real fucking life, man. Yeah, it sure is. And so what I'm saying is, is if we're not truthful and direct me. with what this is, then w- there's just got to. And gotta, what I'll say to that skin, if we were truthful, we wouldn't be sitting up here having this conversation. Agreed. If we were truthful. Right. This conversation would not be necessary. If everybody was raising their kids properly, and I'm not here to tell people how to raise their kids and all, that's not what I'm what this is all about or where I'm coming from. Man, I, yeah, I've said it before, man. People are hurting, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. The black community, the black community doesn't know where, which way to go. You know, I, they, they just don't, you know. And, and, and see, I, I, I think people think that we're asking for favors, and asking for a handout. Equality means equal rights. It means the same chance you get, I get. Mm-hmm. Same chance Christina gets, my daughter gets. Mm-hmm. That's all you're asking for. Right. I'll do the rest. Give me a chance. Put me in, coach. Give me a chance. I'll handle the rest. Whether you like me or not, whether I'm black or white. That's all you're asking for. You're not asking for anything other than what you should. <laughs> in, in order to get the chance, Harp, everybody has to be reprogrammed. The people that hold yeah. power have to be and retrained, that, retrained, exactly re-educated. Right. And and I and I just look, man. I'm being a dime store psychologist here. I just believe it has to come through what I'm just loosely calling the desegregation of experiences. Because I think the way that I do, I grew up in a predominantly white, in fact, my neighborhood only had, I think, three or four black families that, right. I, that I recall. My, my, right. The neighborhood that my elementary school was in. And yeah, then I, when I went to junior high, Hamilton Park was merged with our uh, neighborhood, and so suddenly yeah. I'm going to school with 40% black kids, right? Then I go back to high school, and it's back to 70% white. But all of the way that I believe has come through my experiences, and it's predominantly through sports, and as well as, you know, I got real involved in music. Yeah. And so those are situations or environments or circumstances that force desegregation. Right. You know, and so I just... You know, you've been in locker rooms and you see how clickish it is. And 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 that that people come by that naturally. So they have to that, live through things. Hey, listen. What what we're trying to get accomplished should be a natural should be natural. Right. It but should be. It should be, but people are taught for it to not be. And they're taught to fear people that aren't like them. Segregated schools. Right. Segregated restrooms, water fountains, Communities. buses. Yes. That is a joke right. to me. Right. Colored people, white people. Black people not allowed in this restaurant, that restaurant. It's ludicrous, man. And that's that was in our parents' lifetime. That and, was... and 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 you know everybody seems to be sensitive to kids, right? To kids, you know, kids. I tell you what to do: put a Spanish kid, a white kid, and I've said this before: a black kid, a pink kid, a maroon kid, <laughs> a blue kid, at say five years old, six years old. I guarantee you all the kids are going to play together Mm -hmm. because they're not programmed yet. Right. You understand? Sure. They're not. All of those kids are going to come together. Bill is going to like James. James is going to like Sarah and play with them. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody is going to get along and come together. It's not until... The toxic 
stuff comes in mm-hmm. where kids are taught, no, you can't play with him. You can't play with her because she's black. Or you can't play with him because he's Chinese, Asian or Chinese. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this stuff, man, to me, should be like opening the door, turning off the light, turning on the light. It should be that simple, man. I think we have a problem with with just 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 growing up, man. Just, just your 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 you know the cycle of a child being raised and what's been put in a child. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it's sad, man. It really is that that an adult would do that to their child. He. Harp, think about like the in the. And I'm always thinking about growing up through sports because we, you know, you played yeah. sports, I played sports, and the idea of a macho mentality, right? Be yeah. a man, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If that, and I'm not saying don't be tough or mentally tough or physically tough, but if we did do some focusing on an early age as to having the same benefits of mental health as physical health, as well as looking and studying our behaviors at a younger age, then people would have a better understanding of themselves, how they tick, and how to be better people. You know, I I just, I think, I don't think any of that stuff is addressed. I mean, the idea that I didn't ever even considered what mental health would be until I was... It's real. And I never even thought about that stuff. And, you know, I went through things that were traumatic when I was a 15-year-old that changed the way I behaved, Uh, you know, and I wasn't mentally equipped to deal with it or emotionally equipped to deal with it. And that's because none of that is addressed ever because of the idea of toughness or macho or what or whatever and all of those things uh, we're we're, everything that we're talking about is rooted in education and understanding yeah i I have to agree with you about the educational part (laughs) so the question becomes who's educating who um i you know I, i i just think man for people in 221 to sit back and say that there's no such thing as privilege. I think it's it, it's sickening to I, me. I wonder about their there, motives. There there is a, a thing of privilege. Absolutely. And the only way anything gets resolved is people have to be willing to give up their privilege for the betterment of somebody else. And I the reason why I'm not optimistic that things will ever get any better. Is for that reason. I don't think people are going to give up their privilege. And it was on it was on stage at the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. That's what those people were fighting for. And it, you know, that I don't think people realize how real that was. I, I do. That was real. That was that, real. That, that wasn't a. You know, you could have thought that you were watching a movie or something, a, a bad movie, mm-hmm. but those people were serious. Oh yeah, and and their approach and what they were doing, what they were meaning to do, they, they were serious. believed it a hundred percent. Yeah, it, it, you're not going to take my privilege away from me, right? And you know, we we started by talking about the young lady with the with the poem from the inauguration yesterday, and I, I thought it was beautiful the inauguration because you saw. You saw people coming together, and that's what those things are about. You know, it, it, it's about that moment of healing and things of that nature. Our country is broken. There, there, there's no doubt about it. That young lady that 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 presented the poem, she feels like instead of using the word broken, she used unfinished. Mm-hmm. Is what she said mm-hmm. that it's not broken; it's just unfinished that there's still a chance and there's an opportunity for us to come together as one. The Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America should tell everybody, man, that as simple as that, say the, the pledge and justice for all mm-hmm. is in the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. Justice for all. I remember saying that as a kid standing up in class in elementary school, thinking, listening, and, 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 and repeating every word of the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, thinking that, oh, 
Everybody loves everybody. That's why I don't understand why people gave Colin Kaepernick so much flack. Because they're racist. I just don't get it. I mean, I. It, but but the thing is, is not only are they racist, they want to they they want to fight you for uh, telling them what they are. Like they're not even I, willing not to own it. No, nah, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, saying, not, I'm, really I'm even, just saying. I, I'm 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 going to fight for right. That's yes. what I'm going to do. I, yes. I, I'm going to fight for right because I believe that's what I was that's what I was raised to believe. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother never separated white people from black people. You know. You, you, Harp, I want to say something about Kaepernick because you brought it up. If you go back and you look, and I was in the middle of all that from the standpoint of I did sports talk radio. Yeah. Okay. And when that stuff is going on, you ha and, and you work for a corporation, your bosses are scared of what are you going to yeah. say? And are I you going to go upset all these hillbillies? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Yeah. But but my, my, my whole point is this, is if you look at the way that that narrative was controlled— it was controlled by people that a very small percentage of the population that benefits from dividing people. And I'm talking about major networks. Yeah. I'm talking about very wealthy people yeah. benefited from painting him to be a villain and turning white Not people on him close. for standing up for just basic yeah. fundamentals, basic principles. And there are still people that I... I consider friends that they, they can't have the conversation. Yeah, not even close. I, I got that right away because it was so simple. It was right in front of your face. You know, I mean, police brutality, things of that. And and if you, you think I'm going to sit here and say every police officer in the world is a bad guy, there's no freaking way. Right. That's just not the case. I you don't know look, some good cops. I do, too. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and look at a police officer and go, oh, he's going to. He's gonna. I'm, I'm scared. He's gonna. He's gonna kill me. That, that's not how it works, man. There's always a few bad people out here. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That that's always the case. All Colin Kaepernick was doing was making people aware, right? And and taking a stand on right. on right and evil, and more power to him, man. Honestly, I, I guarantee you that guy probably sleeps really well when he goes to bed at night. He sacrificed so much he to say what was right. man. Yeah. That's what life is all about, man. That's the only reason why I feel comfortable sitting here talking to you. We're different, different race. We do somewhat the same thing. So I feel comfortable sitting here talking about it because I think this is the only way to bring some kind of light and closure to this. Not closure because this is going to – it's been going on forever and it's going to go on. Right. Until thing, we get some 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 real authentic change, mm -hmm. it's going to be happening. You, you know, you know, Harp. The other thing too, and I keep going back to this concept of selfish. And what I would say to white people that are listening to this is: Look, if you just look at the history of the world, all right, and just uh, civilizations and how long they quote unquote thrived. If you think for if you enjoy a middle class life, and if you think for a minute that it's just going to continue on in this fashion without complete civil unrest, you are out of your ever-loving mind. And from a selfish perspective, if you don't see the big picture and start doing the right thing, then you can think about your kids being in the street with guns yeah. shooting one another because yeah. that's where it's headed. That's the history of our world. If we do not find common ground and work together, there are more guns in population than we've ever had at any point in the world. Yeah. The easiest thing, it's easier to get a gun than it is to get a bag of weed. So what I'm it. telling you is, is white people, if you want to look at this from a selfish perspective, you better get a hold of this shit or you better get out in the street with a gun because that's where it's headed. And we saw it on January 6th. And most people are in the middle. But guess where the people on the fringes are going to drag your ass? They're going to drag your ass in the middle of that so get it together so that your <laughs> kids can enjoy the same middle class yeah. privileges that you enjoyed. And that's a yeah. fact. That is the history of the world. Why do you think white people are in this country in the first place? We left the bull to the east. We're, oh, here's a mess. I'm going to go somewhere else. We're yeah. out of space. So it's time for a real reckoning where people work together. Because if not, yeah. pick up your gun. That's where it's headed. Yeah, pick up your gun. That's really going to solve it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. I, that's not what I want. I, oh, I know. Of course not. You know what not. I'm saying? I mean, I'm, none of us do. This is basic not, stuff, man. None of us do. But there comes a time where, again, 
people start to fight back. Yes. And I'm going to bring it right back to, to where I started, man. Minorities, black people, brown people, whatever you want to call us, are in more, we're, we're in more pain than having a knife starting at your throat, slicing you right down the middle of your, your, your stomach, your chest and your stomach, man. That's the kind of pain that minorities are in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, believe you, man. It, 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 I believe people you. are in pain. We don't have the same conversations that, that the average people have. Right. People are tired, man. Just downright out of breath. Just can't breathe through it anymore, man. Right. It is hard. It's hard to be a black man in in, in our society, man. It is hard. I'm tired having this conversation. Yeah. I haven't even suffered at all. I'm, I'm tired. not tired skin because it's not changing fast enough for me. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, you 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 can be tired of it, and I get what you where you're coming from when you say you're tired of having the conversation. It's but you got to keep having the conversation, man. You got to keep talking about it. It's got to lead to action. That's all I'm saying, man. Yeah. Where is the action? Yeah. You know, Black Lives Matter. Sure, they do. I I got. I went and bought Martin Luther King Day shirts for, to wear on the broadcast just to show my support for King and what he stood for and, and the, the, the the things that he tried to do to make a difference, to change. You I know? was jealous, by the way, that I didn't think well, of that. I was like, it, <laughs> you, you don't have to think about it. <laughs> but skin. I want to. Of course. Of I course you to, do. Man. Mark said the same thing. All I'll say to you is that it takes more than putting on a damn shirt you understand what I'm saying? It yeah. takes more than wearing a shirt saying Black Lives Matter. You just said it. It takes action, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to do something. If you can make a difference in any kind of way for, for, for equal justice, man, just do it. Yeah. And you, you, not to get a pat on the back. Don't you wear the shirt, okay, to say, hey, I care. But nothing in your heart changes. Mm-hmm. So that leaves you right back to square one. Right. Where where are we going, man? What it, on earth are we going to do? It's got to be in your daily practice yeah, and a daily man. outlook and a yeah. daily desire to just do the right thing. Man, it's just... Uh, it's a constant who, battle. Who, who Somebody sings a song that says, Anita Baker, it's been so long. This has gone on so long, man, mm-hmm. that I, I, I would think that everybody would err on the side of trying to make a difference. That's what I would think. That, that's what I would hope for. That's what I pray for. You know, my granddaughter talks all the time about that, like that equal justice. And she's just seven years old, but she gets it because <laughs> it's been in her face. Right. Since she's been here, right? She 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 understands it to the point between race and the pandemic. You would think she was an adult because that's 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 the conversation of of, of her little life at just seven years old. Right? It's just too much to have to uh, to have to deal with and comprehend, man. When 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 you really think about it, so I don't know. I mean, make a difference. I mean, I, you can use so many different analogies in sports and, and, and in life, in corporate America. There are so many situations where people can do the right thing and they simply don't. Right. Because they, they feel privileged that they don't have to. Right. So. They're selfish and they, they like the things the way they are and they don't want to rock the boat. There's too many people that aren't willing to rock the boat because they're on these. Their life has been on these like sort of steady seas, so yeah, to speak. There's just not that much difference in us, man. I, I'm I'm telling you, man. It's just not when you think about it, man. I cut you, you bleed. You know, you you get hit in the head with a hammer. A big knot comes up on your head. <laughs> it, it's just you know. I don't know how and why people feel like we're so different. I just feel like you should understand that we're all the same, man. I agree. Yeah. It, it, our differences, our one, experiences. One, come together as one. Right. We are the world. I remember that 
What was South Africa? That was uh, okay. So we are the world was uh, feed was yeah, uh, feeding that, Africa. Can, yeah, feeding Africa. Do you have uh, Michael people. Jackson and Lionel Richie and the gang over there? No, no I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean that that song resonates with me because of the diverse singers that was that were that was a part of that. Right. That pers- everybody came together as one. Right. You know, there are people dying. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to come together to save lives. It's the same thing with, with, with race, man, and unjust. So, shucks. That's my two cents for whatever it's worth, Christina. I sing, too, by the way. Uh, that's my hidden secret. Do you want to sing to not end the podcast? All. Not at all. You don't want to go a cappella here? I am not going to sing for our viewers or for – is this just a Metroplex? Uh, it can, it's a Metro- podcast. It can, hopefully yeah. it ends up everywhere. You yeah. know what I'll say? To, we need spo- a sponsor, too, by the way. We do need a sponsor. If anybody that's out there listening. You know what It'll I would get say- better if we had a sponsor. <laughs> How about that? I'll give you some stuff. I would, say, uh, I would say the one thing that I can tell everybody listening is what you don't know is during commercial breaks, sometimes Harp will sing a lovely melody. Oh, and no. because I'm wearing a headset, I'll get to hear it. Man, it I happens. It yeah. happens. My mood fluctuates so much, man, with all the craziness going on. I don't want to be that guy, though. I don't. I don't want to be one of these guys, man. That that that's mad at everybody because of racism. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that dude. You know, I don't want to be the dude that thinks every white person is a bad person. I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to lose my my white friends because. Of the things that are going on in this country, man. Mm-hmm. I don't because they they mean something to me. They've been dear to me. I mean, I I have a lot of friends that are white. And we have been through a lot. We've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I, I believe in them as friends. Do you so, think do you do you have more white friends than most than of you your, would ever know? Okay, so but what I'm asking is this. Do you have more white friends than the your black friends that you grew up with not not I'm saying other do your black friends that you grew up with have as many white friends as you have absolutely that's that's because great they don't they don't discriminate against people mm-hmm. I, I, I'm telling you just not not bred that way to look at oh she's white I can't date her he's bl- he, he he's black he some he's not like me I think what makes Interracial couples come together is that they've been told by their parents or whoever's so long, don't mess with that. Hmm. Don't do this. Hmm. You don't want to be involved in that. That's why people see interracial couples and it's like, what the f***? People look like they've lost their mind. Like that's those two people chose to like each other. It should be that freaking simple, man. Mm-hmm. Let, and, let me ask you this. So, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my daughter's 15 now, but when she was yeah. first having boyfriends, one of her boyfriends was a black kid. And my first thought was, okay, she needs to be cognizant of... Haters. Cult- yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Cultural differences yeah. so that she can be respectful of those things if... You know, if she's going to be in a situation mm. she hasn't been in, I want her to be respectful of lives that aren't like hers. And I was like, man, that's a really heavy thing to think about for a 12-year-old. Yeah, uh, absolutely. 13, 13-year-old. And I was like, I, I don't know how to convey that, but that's what I'm thinking yeah, about. It's tough, man. It's a tough line, man. And here we are in 2021, and that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. You still can't go to a steakhouse and feel comfortable. Right, he, with a different race of a woman or a different race of a man, and you, and you know what's interesting about that to me, Harp, is just the way uh, her mother and I have raised her. We haven't had like very overt racial conversations, yeah. but uh, we all our conversations are about respecting people, right? Yeah, and so she had no, uh, you know, inclination one way or another as to who she should or shouldn't like, right? And so it kind of supports what you were talking about earlier. It's just people connected. Yeah. Right. Because they're people, and uh, and and I, it's it, the real the real uh, friction of the world 
you know, is what as a parent makes you step back and go. It's I, I would imagine it's the way the parent of a gay child would feel. Right. It's not that you don't want your kid to be gay. You're worried right. about the other people around your kid right. because of the history of the way people treat one another. Right. And that that's a that's that's what what caused me anxiety was okay. How are people around her going to right. treat her? Not the way Listen, we're going to treat her. See what 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 we think is that we we think that we can we can have our kid. We think having kids puts you in control over who they become, <laughs> who they are, and 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 that's not the way it works, right? Because you train your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Hoping that they will follow their their upbringing, right? It's just, it goes right back to race, mm-hmm. is what it goes back to. You train your child to love the Lord, not to discriminate um, a certain way, and you hope and pray they follow that. Now, when they fall off of that line, it can be all sorts of enemies that that causes that, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it's racism. Right. It's discrimination. Right. It, it is what causes people to, to turn their back on this or to look down on that. It's race, plain and simple. We don't have control mm-hmm. of it like we think we have. Right. Plain and simple. Right. We don't. Your 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 daughter dating a a, a black guy. Mm-hmm. She may do it anyway mm-hmm. against your wishes. Which we would never well, be yeah. that way. But. Well, what are you going to do? Right. You're going to take her in the room, sit her down. Man, society is screwed up, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to look at it as, and I really, I don't want to look at it any other way. I'm going to look at it as I'll, I can control what I can control. I can control my intentions. Right. I can control my desires and behaviors. And you think that's going to change it? No, I, all I can no, I all I can do is try to influence to the best of my ability what I can influence, right. and I will steadfastly do that. Right. I'm committed to doing that, uh, but I, 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 you know, I've had so many conversations with people where I'm just so frustrated uh, with how can you not see what is so obvious in front of your face? Uh, but you can't. Pe- people don't see because they don't want. They don't to want see. to see. It. They have. You know, I, I heard somebody say, "I'm not giving up my white privilege." You heard you heard that recently. I hear it all the time. That's the bottom line. Yeah, is people don't want to give up their privilege. I'm privileged to be white, and I'm not privileged to be black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and we we sit here saying it's going to get better. We have to make it better. You can't. It's not just going to get better. You have to. Uh, you have to take part I, in the process. Who, who who's taking part in this? Who, who not enough. Think? Not enough people. Who say in New York? How many people are are, are going to give up their privilege? I would think a very small percentage. In Chicago, how and, many and, people? And I'll say this: unless they can get something out of it, if pe- people will do things if they can get something out of it. Well, so we're just going to walk around the world. The rest of our lives, and no discriminate. No, what, what we're going to do is we're going to influence what we can influence to the best of our abilities. Man, that shit that doesn't work, man. It's uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm doing that as opposed to the opposite. I'll uh, tell you that much. I, I hear you, and that's your prerogative. But I, you know, I just go back to you know women not allowed to play at the Masters. Hmm. Um. Black people could cook the food, but they couldn't go play golf. <laughs> I, what is it? I mean, let's get real, man. No, you're right. It's what, deep-rooted. It, it's taught. It, it, it's all it of those is, things. It is the most acidine thing that I've ever, I've ever thought about in my life, man. It's, it's an incredible thing that will continue. We'll 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 have this conversation next year. We'll be talking about the same man. We'll be we'll be saying the same thing that we're saying today. Oh, you got to people got to do this. People got to do that. Which which means that we're living in a in a in a screwed up in a screwed up world. We are. Yeah, we're, we we really it, are. I think it's. I think we can identify. And now it's how do we change it? Um, and there's got to be a willingness. 
Uh, and I would hope if people have made it this far into the <laughs> podcast, I would hope they're willing to do their part. Um, let me ask you this before we before we wrap this up, and maybe maybe it's something we talk about next time. Did you end up watching the Tiger documentary? Yeah, I, 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 let's I talk about it. that next time. Because you, when you start talking about the Masters, I started thinking because I just watched it this past weekend. We're going to have the directors of that thing on the Ben and Skin show, and uh, and I, there's a lot of things. What, what exact? What in particular did you enjoy about that? I don't, you know, the the part it, there was a lot of stuff that it was a very difficult watch, right? And there's a lot of stuff I didn't enjoy. The thing that stands out to use the word enjoy that really stuck with me is his, for lack of a better word, his redemption and watching his son, the pride with which he walked after Tiger won the Masters in 2019, I guess that was, mm-hmm. and the idea of. <laughs> His kids, at first, all they did was see him lay around with back pain, and then they got to see what it was like when he was on top of his game. But there's a lot—that, to me, Harp, that documentary is about repressed pain. Yeah, and it's also about racism. Absolutely. You, you know and, what I and mean? Tiger, it, Tiger, even confronting yeah. that and not wanting to be in that position. And I know we're trying to move past race, but— to me, man, it's no way around it, bro. Mm-hmm. It isn't. I mean, <laughs> a black man is a big deal if he wins in golf. It, it's a big deal that Tiger Woods, a black guy, mm-hmm. won in the Masters. Mm-hmm. So it goes right back to the same thing, man. Nike was going to market. Nike marketed it. Nike marketed race. <laughs> When Tiger was 21 years old or however old he was, they marketed race. And made billions of dollars. Yeah. That's 1997 or 98 or 96, something like that. 97, 98. That's 20-something years ago. And it's still going. Still going strong. It'll be 20 years later, still going strong. Will we be doing this podcast in 20 years? I doubt it. If we keep talking about this. (laughs) No. <laughs> We've been canceled. <laughs> if we keep talking real, no. They they don't want real. Society doesn't want real. They they want to sweep it under the rug, man. I mean, how many times do we talk about Martin Luther King? I mean, you know, we end up No, I'm I'm oh, asking on the this question. Pot? No, no. Oh. On on Martin Luther King Day. We talk about it once a year, right? How many times do we talk about this game? Oh, how on, many times on the broadcast? How many times? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they played all these games, all these, all these games. Sent delivered a message, and by the way, Sent Marshall is one of these people. It's like I don't like being t- called the first African American woman I to be CEO. That. Yeah. Because why are we talking about that first? That's my stuff. thing. Yeah. That 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 that's my thing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm tired of talking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I might say something I don't need to say. So. No, no, no. Everything you said was real. Yeah. All right, so I'll see you tomorrow night. You will. God delays is coming. I'll be there, Skin. All right, man. Yeah. We got a, we got Mavs Spurs tomorrow night. Mavs are what? Six and six? Six and seven? Seven and seven? Uh, yeah, so they're close to 500. They may be a game under. They may be back at 500. I think they are. Yeah. No, no, I think they're, yeah, they're seven and seven, right? I'm going to look it up on the internet. Think they are. Let's just say they're seven and seven until I look it up. So that's fourteen games. After fourteen games, what do you th- what do you think about Mavericks? Real quick, I don't get all worked up when a team is missing five dudes. I mean, I couldn't do anything but agree with that. Uh, so I think I, you know, I always look at it as, you know, you got to overcome uh, adversity and those things within a team and injuries and stuff. But I always look at it as, when this thing is functioning the way it's supposed to, how good is it? And I am unchanged in my opinion that right. the Mavericks are a top Western co- – they're not as good as the Lakers, but they're a top contending Western Conference team when they're fully healthy. I believe that. They've improved their defense. They have scoring when they need it. They have one of the two or three, four well, best players in the world. Scoring, scoring is down, though, and that surprises me a little bit. Well, I th- But I think the other thing, too, though, Harp, is like if you if you look at the guys that are supposed to be on the floor for those stretches – 
Josh and Dorian and Maxie and all those things. We talk about their defense. Their good defense leads to even better offense. You get stops. You get secondary offense and those things that make it easier and make your numbers better. When those guys are back, I think there will be a – and on those guys haven't played with KP yet. That's true. When 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 it is KP and Luca and those guys, would, we're gonna we're gonna would the record some, be better? If, absolutely, if, if the Mavericks have been I believe that. That's the question. Right we ain't there. losing to the Bulls twice at full force. We were full force when we lost to them the first time without KP, of course. And then uh, our buddy Mo, who works at the AAC, sends us text messages telling you know because he's from Chicago, giving us a hard time that the Mavericks. He, he texts you, yeah, dude. That me and Mo talk more trash to anybody than anybody in my life. He's. He's a Bears fan. I'm a cow. Oh, we no we talk trash I, nonstop. I thought I was the only one getting the though. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> tell Mo. Tell well, I'll tell Mo. Marcus but anyways, Morris is, uh, is a handful. He is. Yeah. All right, we'll do this again next week, man. Look forward to it. Bye, y'all.